When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm a boo boy from Louisiana. I'm going Popeyes every single time. Rachel, she's a girl from Carolina. She's going Bojangles. We'll see what our next guest, who probably hasn't had a carb in 10 years, like Amber Wilson, who is having some technical difficulties. We're trying to work that out. Amber will be back with us in a moment here on Amber and Ian here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. He's one of our best insiders. If you have fantasy questions, he has answers. He's also been in NFL front offices, also with the New England Patriots. Field Yates returns here to ESPN Radio and Field. When was the last time you had a carb? Just out of curiosity. Oh, oh, about five minutes ago when I had a piece of apple pie fits. I can't help myself. There we go. Come on. It's just off the charts. But uh, I don't know. It feels there's something. You guys are talking about classic American things. Apple pie is a classic American thing, especially this time of the year when, you know, the foliage is still kind of making its way through New England and those crisp apples are just perfect. So I'm all in on the apple pie. Do you heat the apple pie up and then get filthy fat? Of course, you're like in a schmedium, man. I mean, you make me nauseous the way you know, you know your waistline's probably about a twenty-eight. But do you ever go with the, the vanilla ice cream over the hot apple pie? Of course. Well, here's the only thing I would say: the only circumstance in which I'm eating cold or room temperature apple pie is when I don't have the time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm showing up from something. I just got my kids down to bed, and I'm just starving, and I need something right away. But when I have time, prep mode, we go a la mode every time. That's my guy right there. That's the field of the eights we know and love. There we go, man. All right, let's get into it. Midway point of the NFL season, biggest surprise to you? What is is something that stood out you went, wow, and I didn't expect to see that? I would say recently what I would say fits is just how well the Vikings have played in the absence of Justin Jefferson. That is a most recent thing that I think has been so, so, so special. Um, I just the, the galvanizing force of camaraderie is hard to overlook sometimes. I know that uh, it's not one of those things you can quantify, but I would have thought when that team was, you know, one in four and looking like they were left for dead after losing Justin Jefferson, you'd say to yourself, all right, you know what, this, this, this one's over. It's time to start thinking about 2024 and beyond. And now in the absence of Kirk Cousins as well, they just continue to win. So that's the most recent thing that I think has stood out to me. I would say the season-long trend is just how good the AFC North is. I knew it would be good, but all four teams with a winning record, if the season ended today, of course it does not, but if the season ended today, all four teams would be in the playoffs right now. All four of them look like they've got a real path to continue to win. I think that probably at the top, Baltimore deserves its first-place standing. Meanwhile, those Bengals, my friend, are looking like something that's going to be a real force to deal with throughout the rest of this regular season, and you know their confidence is sky-high going into January and uh, potentially another another game in February, uh, which they played in just two years ago. Yeah, and if you can elaborate a little bit more just on that entire division. You go back to last year, we thought the AFC West was going to be this juggernaut. They might get three teams in the playoffs, and we couldn't have been more incorrect. And, it, and yeah. that division was the AFC North, and it's living up to expectations. You've been around the league a long time. How rare is that? Yeah, I'd say that it's pretty rare, and you're right. I'm glad you brought up that AFC West division last year. I remember at time thinking to myself that one of my big takes of the offseason was the idea that 
for all the hype and pub and, and excitement for each of those four teams, it was crazy for me to think that one of them was going to finish last in the division. Yep. Uh, little did I know that both the Broncos and Raiders would have abject disaster seasons uh, and just be completely, uh, I, I would say, overestimated going into the year. But the AFC North, these teams have met the hype. They do it in different ways. And I'd say the Baltimore and Cincinnati, by far the most balanced of these two teams, which is why I think they'll end up being the cream of the crop in that division. Uh, but the, the Browns' defense is absolutely incredible right now, and they're getting it done at all three levels. And uh, Jim Schwartz has been, you know, for all the uh, hirings that were mentioned this offseason, the assistant coaching ranks, and a rank you know very well, of course, Mr. Fitzsimmons. Um, but that's a uh, that's been uh, quite a uh, it's been quite an impact there for. Uh, uh, for Jim Schwartz in Cleveland. Uh, and, you know, Pittsburgh, I don't know how they do it, to be honest with you. It's kind of like death taxes in Tomlin, right? They're going to find their way to eight or nine wins each season. So uh, I, I will be candid in admitting that I think the Steelers team is the flimsiest of the four, but they're five and three, and they've got another winnable game uh, this upcoming Sunday here. So don't put anything past the Steelers. It could well be six and three as they uh, face the Packers on Sunday at home, by the way. Front Office Insider, fan, the host of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. I feel Yates joining us here on ESPN Radio, getting you ready for another week in the National Football League. You brought up the Raiders, but going back to last year, well, I, I was just there on Sunday uh, with uh, Kelly Stoffer and Mark Hester on the call. And man, I, I, every player that I know from college told me, well, just, I mean, every one of them was like, it's a new vibe, it's a new deal. I mean, Antonio Pierce told them, go have fun, show your personalities. And you know what else is fun? winning and my gosh it was a completely different vibe what do you think we'll see from the Raiders going forward was that just one moment or do you think they can turn this thing around out there in Vegas it's been an interesting one Fitz in this regard is that uh, I truly don't recall and not that I studied these things as closely as they could possibly be studied but I don't recall locker room seeming so different in a span of five days as it was in Vegas right I mean uh, the post-game celebration for the Raiders felt like such a relief to them. I mean, they're smoking cigars, and Antonio Pierce is saying, you know, I'll see you guys on Wednesday, you know, Victory Monday, which, of course, uh, you know, players love. Coaches not necessarily always love it because it's the correction day. Um, so I, here's what I don't want to do, though, is I don't want to fall into the trap. And the trap is you're playing the Giants with Daniel Jones getting injured in the middle of the game, right? How quality of a win was that it was certainly an impressive win they had the best offensive output of the season they played really well defensively max crosby part of that defensive player of the year conversation right now which includes several others but he's definitely in the mix um but it's going to be a stiffer challenge this sunday night when they play host to the jets because the jets defense is just so good i think phil that uh the raiders uh, because of the division they play in might have a chance to hang around in that wild card mix and if they do and I think Antonio Pierce, former ESPN colleague of ours, has a real shot at that job in 2024. I was screaming for Rich Basaccia to keep the job a couple of years ago, right? When he got uh, into no, that man, successful... I think there are a lot of people that wonder what if. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Hey, let's go to your wheelhouse, man. That, that's the fantasy world. Uh, and this, this is a question that was posed to me, and I'm going to throw it to you. Is this week the okay. worst bye week in fantasy football, not just this year, but maybe historically with the Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles all being off? It was uh, – it was it's, it's got to be up there. I'll tell you this, Fitz. Like, uh, I've looked at some of the projections. It's ugly. 
for some of my teams. <laughs> it's tough, man. And, uh, you know, I, I'll say this. Like, this is going to sound very much just like the, the fantasy guy just, you know, going off uh, on a tangent here. But uh, if I'm the NFL, I think long and hard, truthfully, about two things as it pertains to fantasy football. One, avoiding six teams on a bye in a given week. Two, being a little bit more tactical in terms of which teams are on a bye in a given week. I understand that what we expect in the preseason does not always play out during the regular season, but if during the preseason you have a pretty good feel that the Chiefs, Eagles, and Dolphins, and heck, the Rams as well, are about the most fantasy-relevant offenses uh, in the league, it might not be the worst idea to cater to a business, fantasy football, that has played an integral role in the league's growth. I get it, the NFL doesn't need that much help from people like me, but uh, you'd be mistaken if you didn't think that fantasy football has contributed to some of the NFL's success. So I do wonder if in future years they're a bit more uh, tactical and maybe throw a bit more foresight into which teams they have on a bye. I almost look at it like this, Fitz. It's like you go into the season and you put t- uh, you find eight tiers. You hire somebody to be the tier maker for the eight offenses that have the most fantasy-relevant players, or not even fantasy-relevant, but superstar players. And then you say, if we're going to do eight weeks with four teams on a bye, you get to pick one team from Tier 1 for that week, and then one team from Tier 2 all the way down to uh, you know Tier 8, and you just sort of do it that way. So we don't get stuck with the situation that we have right now because uh, if you are able to play quarterback for a team, I would have you in my lineup this weekend. <laughs> I had 51 with 16 surgeries on my right foot. I'm good, man. I, I'm, I'm in there for you, coach. Put me in. I can give you one rep. You, that, that's man. about it. One rep, yeah. man. That's all I got. Hey, I hey, as good as I once was, but I'm a hey, good once I ever was, right? Quickly, does my little brother have a shot tomorrow against the Bears? He does. You know why? Special teams, baby. Come on that's with why. it there. There we go, Field. There we go, man. That's the answer uh, for the Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, they do. Uh, they got a chance. Tyson Bajan's obviously a very young, inexperienced quarterback, making his fourth start tomorrow night. You know, the Bears have not scored a touchdown with a wide receiver since he took over as a starter. Don't so there's jinx. a chance. It's be Don't a low-scoring game. Is there one player yeah. you would start on a fantasy football team in that game tomorrow night? Ooh, uh, Adam Thielen, who's been stealing it there, so far this there, season. Adam. There we go. All right, we found one. We got one. There we go. We found one more than I thought. Field, you're the best. Go have some apple pie a la mode, and we'll talk to you soon, man. We always appreciate it. Sounds good, my friend. All right, buddy. We are are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com today. All right, coming up next, we're hoping to solve some technical issues with my girl Amber Wilson, and we will let you know how one thing can be changed in this great country of ours to make all of our lives better. We tell you what that is when you return here on ESPN Radio. Celebrating Veterans Day with Nick Saban on ESPN Radio. I'd like to give a special thanks to all the men and women out there who have dedicated uh, their time and energy to you know our safety as a country and the quality of life that we have. Uh, what you do is certainly appreciated more than you know, uh, and uh, we wish you the very best on Veterans Day. ESPN Radio celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Coming up the next hour of the program, 9.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Pacific, one of our outstanding college football insiders, Cole Kublik, will give you his thoughts on the college football playoff rankings and get you ready for week 11. How's it week 11 in the college football season? Cole Kublik coming up uh, at 8, 9.30 Eastern, at 6.30 Pacific. With Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented in part by Progressive Insurance. There is one thing, Miss Wilson, that can easily be changed in this great country of ours to make all of our lives better, all of our lives more palatable. Because right now, here on a Wednesday, now three days removed from our clocks falling backwards, I am still feeling the ill effects of the damn clock change. And it happens every single year. Congress whomever is voted in as president next year, issue a presidential mandate that we no longer spring forward and fall back. Because our children, who have, anybody who has kids from ages two to like six, you do. Young Cullen, I guarantee you in your household, still believes when that clock hits 7 a.m., it ain't six. It's, you know, or at 6 a.m., it's really seven. You're losing an hour of sleep. You gained one for one day, and now... Nada. This needs to happen. This needs to change. Agree or disagree? I never hated daylight savings time more than having a child. Because once you have a child, it becomes Thank you. truly hell for years. I mean, it's hell for everybody anyways, even if you don't have children. And when you do lose the hour earlier in the year and everyone's very frustrated, 
up north when it gets dark at 4 p.m., which I can't even imagine. I mean, that's, I feel like it gets dark too early here now, but I normally at least get daylight still this time of year until, you know, 6.30, 7 p.m. That's certainly not the case up north for most people. And so there's a lot of frustrations with the whole concept of having to change the clocks. And the idea of it all, the back and forth, when you have oh. little kids also, it's not just the wake-ups, Ian. Okay, I have a kid that tends to sleep in. It's not just the wake-ups. It's also the going-to-bed stuff. Like, even though now he sleeps and now he's not getting me up at 5 in the morning, fine, except for now you have the problem with the bedtime. And then when they get old enough and they can start correlating dark with bedtime and then all of a sudden dark doesn't come until even the the time of the year that the rest of us all like when dark doesn't come until, you know, darn near 9 o'clock down here. And my kid's like, but mommy, it's not dark outside yet. It's like, yeah, but you're going to sleep. But then like, the I don't care. Year, Get to bed. All of a sudden, now it's dark so early and it's very confusing for little kids I, when you look, have little kids. Dogs, too. thing is obnoxious. And, and by the way, yeah, dogs, animals, all of us, all of it, it affects all of us. It is a national crisis and nobody's doing anything about it, Ian. And, and what's funny is this is the one thing, right? Because we can't have harmony in this country on anything. We're, we're, we're a very oh divided God. country. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. This is the this one is thing. One. This, this is, is one. the thing that you should be able to reach across the aisle, okay? People say that. I've, I've rarely seen it actually happen in the last decade. But you could reach across the aisle and we could all shake hands and agree Daylight savings time sucks. Just the process. I don't know which one sucks because I can't even keep it straight. Like, is it the savings time that sucks? Is it the non-savings time that sucks? spring forward or the falling back? I'm with you 1 million percent. Stop stop changing the damn clocks. Arizona's got it figured out. Hawaii's got it figured out. The rest of the country needs to join those two, the other 48, and get this done. If I I were to run for president right now, I could get elected on this simple platform. Uh Here it is. America... I'm running for president. The mm-hmm. day after the Super Bowl, it's a national holiday. The day after the national championship in college football, it's a national holiday. The day after every major sporting event, Game 7 of a World Series, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, national holiday the next day. And oh, by the way, we are no longer springing forward and falling back, America. My name is Ian Fitzsimmons, and I'm running for president, and I got a damn good shot at winning on that platform alone. You got my vote. I don't even need to hear about taxes or anything. I like you got my vote. Let's go. What's funny is is this bill has been introduced. I mean, it, first of all, it shot, was first they shot it down. It was first introduced this legislation back in 2018. And then it actually was reintroduced by Marco Rubio, right? It got some movement in 2022. The Senate passed the bill unanimously. This is Senator Marco Rubio's Sunshine Protection Act. No, I'm not really talking politics here. This is just about daylight savings. I know I said the name of a Republican. I should probably say Joe Biden just to cover my bases. Now I've said the name of a Republican. I have said the name of a Democrat. Quick, shot a name of a libertarian, so we're good to go. But the point is, we're not talking politics. It's just that. For the record, James Steele said that right before you did, Ian. So, like, oh, this should all be all of our faces covered, guys. I'm all done. ears. Go ahead, continue. So, <laughs> the, so the point is, this bill was was introduced. It was reintroduced. It started to gain some movement. The Senate passed the thing, and then it stalled. And now, by the way, in 2023, zero movement on this thing. All, All of a right. sudden, we've moved on. I guess there's other issues, apparently, that Congress is tackling. I, right now, am adhering to Congress. All parties involved, please, get this done. please get this done. As we wrapped up this this 
this remarkable political plea from Amber and I for America <laughs> to have this done America. and get rid of, of, of springing forward and falling back. I was hosting Big 12 today on Sirius XM with Gabe Eichert from our All-American Center for Oklahoma. He was with the Buffalo Bills not once but twice. He told me that it gets dark in Buffalo around 345, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and that they actually had a, a mental Crazy. health doc, right? And during, during breakouts and in, 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 you know, in, in your, you know, your, your position meetings, he said they had these lamps under their desks to, to help their bodies and their minds continue to think that it's, it's like you know, still daylight, even though it was dark outside. And that this thing called seasonal effect, affective disorder is real. Sad. Seasonal affective disorder. They actually had to treat that when he was with the Buffalo Bills bringing this whole conversation to sports right there. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. couple of dribbles against Johnson, trying to post him up in the lane, turn around, contested jumper. It's off the rim, no good. Rebound, Victor Wembenyama, who's got a double-double. 36 points and 10 rebounds for Wemby. 140 remaining in the game, and the Spurs lead by 10. Left wing, Sohan, guarded by Bates D. Up high post, turnaround jumper, Wembenyama, it's good. He's got 38 points, and the Spurs lead 128 to 116. Since it was tied at 116, the Spurs on a 12-0 run, and Wemby's done most of the damage. W-O-A-I on the call. Wembenyama with 38 in that particular game. He's averaging 19-9. and for the San Antonio Spurs, he does not like the name the Unicorn. Uh, that was given to someone else already, you know, Christoph Porzingis, when he came into the NBA. Uh, and Wemby, this I think there's a, a nickname LeBron gave him, and I can't remember what it was. But this dude right now, Amber, is living up to the hype, and that is so rare for a guy as hyped as he has been to actually deliver. And it's a very small sample size, right? With seven games right now. But this dude coming over from France is delivering, and it's been it's been fun. I haven't watched a full game, but I've sampled, and he's man, he's a joy to watch. When you have Kevin Durant singing your praises, you've made a, a remarkable first impression. Yeah, I, I mean he's been remarkable so far as we knew he would be. A slow start. His debut wasn't remarkable, but also, hey, kid, welcome to the NBA, right? It was sort of like his debut in summer league yep. as well. Since that time, though, you mentioned I mean he's averaging over nineteen points per game, those almost nine boards, almost three blocks per game. And then of course there's just the stature out there of Wemby. Tom Brady tweeted out a picture of him and Wemby. He photoshopped himself the same height as Wemby. Tom Brady is six four. Wembenyama is seven four. So Tom Brady adjusted things. When you got that dude actually, you know, tweeting about or Xing whatever it is about you, you know you have arrived. All right, coming up next, Philadelphia Eagles All Pro Center Chase Jason Kelsey has done something we've never imagined could happen for big men everywhere. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll give you our top five teams at the midway point of the NFL season when it comes to the NFC here on ESPN Radio. With Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Thank you for spending part of your evening with us. Jason Kelsey's my new hero. I mean, just a beautiful human. And Amber, let's go ahead and explain why Jason Kelsey is a beautiful human as we get now to One Thought. It's time for One Thought. Not two, not three, not four, not five. Just one thought with Amber and Ian. We turn this production over now to James Steele, our producer, who will throw us questions and we try and give answers and not and only one thought, which we, we will rarely are able to do, keeping it to one thought. James Steele, the floor is yours. Fire away. Yep. So there's uh, only one thing that I've been thinking about all day. So there's only one place to start. With one thought, and that is. I was wondering why there was no music underneath you right there. We, now I get it. We got a trailer today for the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I am the biggest Ghostbuster fan, maybe in the entire universe. True. I am so excited about this. Like, I was shaking with excitement whenever I saw this trailer. Uh, I love the, the one they did a couple years ago, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was perfect. Perfect Didn't little see bit it. of nostalgia. Didn't see it. I can't believe you guys. All right, so the original is awesome. I love the original. No. E- even the second one was pretty good. Was that with Vigo? Vigo right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I have the I have a poster of that painting in my house now. Um. So one. So thought, Gurney Weaver back then stronger than New Rope. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> one thought on the a new uh, Ghostbusters trailer for Frozen Empire, Ian. I, well, first of all, I haven't seen the trailer, but you are so fired up about it that I guess I will give it a gander because, again, I haven't seen a go. I didn't. I didn't see the one with uh, the, the three the three women. They were all hilarious. Was that the afterlife one? No, or no, no. There was one that came out in twenty twenty one that was more a sequel to the second. Okay. Was it? Yeah. Was who was in it? Was now Bill Murray wasn't in it, yeah, right? Dan yeah, Aykroyd. Bill, oh, they Bill were. Murray, Dan Aykroyd. All right, now Hudson. I got a new. Now I got a new uh, not, series not whole, to watch. Not the whole movie. Oh, the whole crew back. Were, well, Harold Ramis unfortunately isn't with us anymore. Yeah. But, well, not, not the whole crew. Yeah. There yeah. You but the the ones that, that were the ones that are still here, they were in it. Not the whole one. Not the whole movie, but they were there. I got to go watch that one. I have, a, I have a homework assignment like Rachel eating biscuits. Now I have to go watch some Ghostbusters movies. Amber, I'm in. You. Lord I yours. have no thoughts on this. I don't even need to give you one thought. I have no <laughs> thoughts on Ghostbusters. I didn't, on I didn't realize that, that we were still making Ghostbusters. <laughs> I didn't realize that there had been a bunch of Ghostbusters. It's I a blank stare from Amber right there. Man, Amber, you make me so sad sometimes. Did they bust the ghosts? Like, aren't we done? Aren't we done? Did I mean, there's always, there, there are always ghosts to bust. Yeah. I mean, they, they they whipped the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's butt, but yeah, I mean, Gozer the Gozerian, right there. Vigo the Carpathian. Keep naming stuff. The Terror Dogs. All what? right, 
All right, so I guess I guess that was a whiff. Are you the key master? No. I'm neither the key master. Moving on in a hurry. Here we go. Right. Oh, no. All right. I guess we're just going to move on then. That was a whiff by me. All right. Eagle center Jason Kelsey now finds his name next to a list that includes Patrick Dempsey, Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and David Beckham, among others. This impressive list of names feature, uh, features People Magazine's annual Sexiest Man Alive 2023 winner, Dempsey, along with others who have taken the title in past years. In an exclusive sneak peek of this year's issue, Kelsey was featured as one of the six men who the magazine revealed to be featured as a finalist this year. Amber, one thought on Jason Kelsey being a finalist for uh, People's Sexiest Man of the Year Award. Now we're more in my wheelhouse talking about <laughs> sexy men. Uh, this is this I have some thoughts on how sexy men are. However, how do I put this nicely? This feels like does it feel like we're doing the trendy thing a little bit? J- Jason Kelsey, he's a, a lovely man. He's very endearing, hilarious, excellent podcast, hell of a football player. However, People tend to associate the sexiness with the brother, right? And now I feel like we're doing the trendy thing where now we're saying like, well, actually, Jason's the sexier brother. And so we're making him the sexiest man alive instead of Travis. Like uh, now Travis has lost sexy points because he's so famous with Taylor Swift. I don't quite know what we're doing. It, It just it feels a little it feels like some sort of move that we're making, but I don't quite know what the move is. All I know is this, as Jason Kelsey was announced as a finalist for the Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine, he took to X, formerly known as Twitter, and said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Miss Wilson. And so for people that have got some extra poundage on their waistline, bigger dudes from coast to coast, border to border, continent to continent from sea to shining sea Mm -hmm. jason kelsey you my friend have struck a blow for portly men everywhere you got my vote brother i hope you win man give them hell brian give them hell way to go jason kelsey and in people (laughs) magazine standing golf clap love you partners way to be way to dominate it Way feels like they're zagging when everyone else is zigging, isn't it? Don't care. It Don't. Just in terms of the Kelseys. No. All right. Do not care. Jason Kelsey, strike a blow for big men everywhere. All right. Up next, uh, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day was asked a very important question during Tuesday's media availability about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, but it wasn't about the sign stealing scandal, it was about boxing. Uh, quote, I just noticed an email this morning that you can now bet on a celebrity boxing match between you and the guy who coaches up north. Are you in a good mood, by the way? ABC6 Sports Director Clay Hall asked Day. Uh, and Day said, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it, Clay. I don't know. Uh, it's the topic of conversation right now. But apparently you can bet on a Ryan Day-Jim Harbaugh boxing match. Uh, one thought, Ian. I'm a little confused. So somebody is, is saying that there should be a boxing match between Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh. Is that right? That you can you on can, on on uh, some app you can bet on a 
boxing match between the two, yes. Well, I've been known to wager a time or two. Heck, I was doing Big 12 today while betting on ponies at Churchill Downs. So, yeah, if I, can, if I can put in a wager in a fake boxing match between Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh, I'd put 10 bucks on it. And I'm taking, uh, well, you know what? I'd probably have to take Harbaugh. He'd fight dirty. But here's what I don't understand. When you're betting on the hypothetical that's never actually going to happen, then how do you ever win the bet or lose the bet? Let's not overthink this, Amber. Who would you take in a boxing match, Harbaugh or Ryan Day? Uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, there you go. Can you steal signs in a boxing match? Yeah. I don't think well, so. So that's but... the thing is that I, I feel like Harbaugh is going to do something. He's going to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's gonna fight he might not all be on the up and up, but he's going to do something. A little, little, little shot below the belt. All right. Tuesday was the first anniversary of Roquan Smith's trade from the Bears. Uh, and after the Ravens beat up on the Seahawks on Sunday, the linebacker could finally give himself the space to reflect on just how difficult things were for him or uh, are for him now. Uh, Baltimore might have the season's two most impressive wins. Uh, the one two weeks ago over Detroit, and then against the Seahawks, they blew him out. But he threw some shade at his former team. Quote, man, it's pretty crazy. Thinking back to when I was initially traded, Smith says, uh, from the, it was bittersweet for me, just knowing Chicago, and rightfully so. But if I would have stayed there, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to compete for a title anytime soon. And then when I come over here, it took me a while, like a couple of weeks, to really realize how stacked this team was. Uh, as well as how many good people are here on this team and how they just bring in truly good people. He went on to say that uh, he was thankful to be traded so that his career wouldn't go down the toilet. Uh, Amber, one thought. So what's the shade that he said because my career wouldn't, didn't go down the toilet? Is that like the shade is implying if he'd stayed in Chicago, his career was going down the toilet? He'd been asking for a trade, obviously. He got his wish granted. Now he's part of the league's second-ranked defense. So, yes, this thing worked out quite well for him. I don't know. I, I guess, it, to me, the shade doesn't sound that shady because I, I, I'm not even sure if he was meaning to necessarily take a flamethrower to the Bears there, but he ended up feeling like he's in a much better situation. And I mean, it's obvious. It's inarguable. He's in a better situation, Ian. Yeah, this is one thought with Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I, look, my, my thought is all he's doing is, is telling the truth. Right. He's still being football hell if he was in Chicago. Now he's in football Valhalla. I mean, he's leading the team in tackles, I mean, by a wide margin over Patrick Queen. Those are two of the best, you know, inside linebacker tandem and maybe in all of football. Roquan Smith, going back to his days at Georgia, was a wrecking machine. I remember being on the call of a Georgia-Florida game. Sorry here, Amber, but it's a tough one, where they're up like 42 to nothing. And the, the, the backups get in the last two minutes. Florida gets a meaningless touchdown, and he was furious. Told the backups, you're not allowed to sit on the bench. Go over there and stand. I mean, that's the kind of leader Roquan Smith is. So for him to have to tolerate Chicago – and everything that was going on there. Then he gets traded to an organization like Baltimore. I completely understand where he's coming from. That dude wants to win every rep, much less games. So he went from the inner rings of Dante's bleeping inferno to now, I mean, being fed, you know, grapes and fine wine on, on, on clouds of you know, on pillows. So God bless Roquan. I don't, I, I'm with you. I don't think it was shade. I just think it was fact. Right. All right. One more real quick. Uh, Jets coach Robert Sala is literally – to quarterback Zach Wilson has sparked speculation that perhaps Salah is being mandated by his superiors to keep Wilson in the lineup. 
quote, no, we're on the same page with that. So any conspiracy theories that might be out there, we're on the same page. Salah said Wednesday. Salah might have contributed to the narrative with a comment he made late Tuesday during his weekly spot on the Michael K show on ESPN New York. Asked why he's not starting Trevor Simeon on Sunday against the Raiders. Salah said, quote, fair question. I don't know. I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> Ian, one thought. That was it. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, Trevor Simeon can't block. That offensive line is as much of a problem as anything else on that team. But, man, that's a as a head coach, you can't say that, Amber. That, that's, that, that, that's one, and you can't walk it back either, especially in that media market. That line is going to be a problem even with Aaron Rodgers behind it. I have been saying it. I will say it again. Yep. It is going to be a problem even with a future Hall of Famer behind it. Nevertheless, I, I, him saying that, I mean, what? Why? Why did you even allude to it? Because, yes, what he said on the Michael K show makes it very much sound like that's not a decision that's in his hands, and that's a problem. And also, frankly, it doesn't make Salah look good either. As a head coach, I don't know why you would want to reveal that that's not your decision or that you're taking your cues from the higher-ups to make it so obvious to everybody. So it, my thought is that, that that's a messy situation. Ain't no doubt about good it. Good beard, she- though. Good beard. We established that we, we agree on that one. As a guy who's had a beard for a long time, yeah, that, that beard was tight. But right now, uh, that offense, not so not much. So He's Amber much. Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Coming up next, you might be surprised how we rank our top five teams in the midway point in the NFC right here on ESPN Radio when you return. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's the midway point of the NFL season. Heck, we're in week 11 in the college football season. We wait for it all year, and bam, it's already the holidays. With Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons, you're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Earlier, Amber Wilson gave you her top five in the AFC. I'll give you my top five NFC teams here in the midway point of the NFL season. For you, If you are just tuning in, Amber, your top five from five to one in the AFC were? Jags. Dolphins, Bengals, Ravens with the Chiefs still sitting at the top of the AFC. I had I, I, I counted with Cleveland, Jags, Cincy, KC, Baltimore with your fish. Making the playoffs, just sitting there at number six. So very similar list, just in a wee bit of a different order, and you got very just angry a with me. terrible list. Terrible <laughs> list by you, but okay. Similar, but terrible. Let's similar, get, but worse. Let's get to the NFC. It's time for One Thought. Not two, not three, not four, not five. Just one 
Thought with Amber and Ian. This is The List. You know what? (laughs) You just made The List. The List with Amber and Ian. Number five. Well, the technical gremlins have crept into this bad boy and even thrown a lot of water. I mean, mercy. We're, Number we're five. This is, more of a, this is more of a, yeah, we're just treading water right now. We got torpedoed. Uh, Number five. This is more of a feel good also. The Minnesota Vikings. Sitting there. I mean, how, how they have a winning record with everything they've gone through. Kirk Cousins, gone. Josh Dobbs comes in and a cup of coffee and finds a way, not even knowing his teammates' names, to guide them to a win against the Atlanta Falcons. They've won four straight without their quarterback and without Jordan Jefferson for an extended period of time, and they're 5-4. and four. I'm going to give them a big old tip of the cap for just finding a way, speaking of treading water, to go through these rough seas and, and be second in their division, only two games back in the loss column, to the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings at number five. Number four. The Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people would have them higher. I live in Dallas. They've got to prove it to me. They have to win a big game, not just in the regular season, but especially in the postseason. I don't care what they do in the regular season. They've won back-to-back 12 games in back-to-back seasons. And when they get to the postseason, they got pee-pee that runs right down their leg. So, again, close game. And then they found a way to not win it. And I give full credit to Philadelphia for winning the game. I don't think there was a problem necessarily with the Cowboys losing at Philadelphia. Dak was sensational, so he couldn't be blamed. They got to win those kind of games at some point. They didn't do it against San Francisco. They haven't done it against Philadelphia. That's why I've got them as the fourth best team in the NFC. Number three, Detroit Lions. And I mean, it, this is having my brother coach there for six years. For the people of Detroit, this is spectacular. Six and two so far on the year. Dan Campbell has done a spectacular job. And Jared Goff has gone back to the guy we saw leading the Rams to a Super Bowl. He got paid. He got lazy. And then next thing you know, he gets traded for Matthew Stafford. Matthew goes on to win a Super Bowl in L.A. And Goff has been reinvigorated. This is his football team. They are fun to watch. Jameer Gibbs is getting healthy. They're, they're outstanding draft pick. Rookie out of Alabama, who you can line him up in the slot, out wide, in the backfield. He is a weapon. The Lions are legit. I got him at third in the NFC. Number two. I don't care they're on a three-game losing streak. They're going to get healthy. You get Debo back. You get Trent Williams back. You get that, the guys on the defensive side of the ball, like Fred Warner, back all healthy. They are one of the best teams in the National Football League. And, oh, by the way, we need some more pass rushers. Let me go get Chase Young. Let me go get Randy Gregory. John Lynch has improved that defensive front even more than they already were. Get ready, because they are going to come hell-bent off their bye. San Francisco, to me, is still an elite team in the National Football League. I have them at number two. Number one. The Carolina – wait, no, sorry. The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, obviously. Best record in the National Football League, 8-1. and one. Quarterback had a banged-up knee, still finding ways to win, riding a three-game win streak. The Eagles – again, are the best team right now at the midway point in the National Football Conference. They are legit. And on, de- on the defense side of the ball, I know Jacoby Dean has Liz Frank, but 
They even haven't played their best ball yet, and they're still finding ways to win games. Plus 57 in a point differential, 8-1. and one. As Bill Parcells famously said, you are what your record says you are. They, that says they're the best team in the NFC. That's my top five. Many, Dallas, Detroit, San Fran, and the Eagles. Amber, your reaction? I don't have the Vikings on my top five, but I have no problem with you having them on the top five. I think that some of that is that I just can't imagine it's going to look the same moving forward, not to take anything away from what Dobbs did. What an incredible story and incredible showing by that team. If Kirk Cousins was still here on this Vikings team, I'd have them higher probably than five. And I know that's not entirely fair to do because, of course, we're just supposed to be judging what we've seen so far. So I have no problem with you having them in the top five. I just feel like it's going to look very different here in the second half of the season moving forward. The Cowboys... I have higher. I have them as the second best team in the NFC. You have them as the fourth best team in the NFC. I take nothing away from them with that head-to-head that we saw against the Eagles. That was the game. We got the game that we wanted, right? We got every bit of a game that we wanted as football fans. Dak was phenomenal. And you had said earlier in the show, Ian, that the Cowboys, when the lights are the brightest in prime time, they can't get it done. I would say actually with inches, inches separated. Yeah. Just, if Dak had just kept his foot in an inch and a half, right? I mean, we're talking about a very, we're having a whole different conversation when it comes to Dallas. So I'll give them number two. I also would have the Eagles at one. For me, 49ers and Lions uh, are, are flip-flopped a bit uh, because I have, you have, no, I have the 49ers. I would have them at third, and I would have the Lions at fourth. The Niners, I mean, they've lost three straight games. But like you said, they're going to get healthier here down the stretch. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my Saints, my childhood team, division leading, did not have them in the top five. Why? Because I don't think they're that stinking good. Bottom line. Not a homer like some people on this show. Coming up next, if you haven't heard the latest involving the Michigan sign-stealing scandal, buckle your seatbelts, it got even better.